2: Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both,
3: This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon show.
4: Well, you'll hear all about our cricket match yesterday.
3: Yeah, uh, modesty forbids Andy going into it again, <laughs> exactly. but you'll find out. <laughs> you What else?
4: Uh, uh, we spoke to the World sack running race running champion. That's <laughs> yeah, not quite that's right. what he calls himself. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Right.
3: Um, little so bit that, was, of, that was good. We, uh, an, we unintentional. Uh, unintentional Double entendre. Yeah. Um, we had a chat with Michael Calvin, whose new book, State of Players Out. Yeah, that um, was very interesting. And he actually. told a very interesting tale about Delhi Alley, which you will hear.
4: And we just and we had a bit of a chat. General chat about football. That's
3: it. Yeah, that's there. it. That's it. Really? Here yeah. it is.
4: Start with the cricket yesterday. No. Should we start with football?
3: Get, go on, get go go on, Get the I know you're desperate. To, uh, somebody, a couple of people said to me, "How long would it take? Would it be the first thing?" It took about thirty seconds. Well, to, you know yeah.
4: how it is. They're golden arm. <clears throat> and yeah. uh, and yeah.
3: he came on at a time when we were playing the um, we played the Bunburys against the Saracens oh, that's team. Right. A number of the Saracens players were were playing.
4: And some were, good were, cricketers were among them, weren't they? Yeah, and they were running riot.
3: Yeah, they were. They were sixes and fours and carting us about all over the shop. And then they brought on Andy, of Gold course, Gnome. to give us a semblance of control. <laughs> <laughs> this is after some sort of county bowlers had, had tried that. Yeah, that's where well, you know
4: these things happen. So but... and,
3: uh, listen to Andy's theory of, um, of the, the pinpoint accuracy well, of the ball. Well, the
4: thing about it was that I mm. had a look at the pitch and when I was fielding. I, I realised the sort of wicket it was. Yeah. Like, and the thing about me is my cricketing brain. Is about a hundred times better than my cricketing ability. Yeah. So I knew exactly where I had to put it. Right. Okay. And when I did that, I got three wickets. I got three wickets and two overs. You did. And uh, when I didn't do it, it went for six. Yeah. Every single time. Well, I think, you know, <clears throat> quite quite I knew where wicket- I had to pitch it. Quite a lot of your wickets do come long on or long off. Well, don't a little they? bit harsh. I got a bit of a stumping. Uh, John Sulaka with a neat bit of work. Yeah, and I got Jamie George caught at mid off. He, yeah. he just didn't get to the pitch of it. It was perfect delivery. And then my final wicket, though, I have to, <laughs> would never have happened without you. <laughs> it was caught Hawksby. Bold Jacobs. It wasn't a great ball, but he didn't quite get it. And yeah. we all looked up and he was coming towards you. You were fielding down at Long uh, On. Long On, Now I was, well old, on, yeah, I was well on the boundary road, basically. Right there. And I'm thinking, oh, that's a hard catch. That is really coming at some high and pace. And you sunk into your, <clears> your <throat> haunches and <clears throat> took a marvellous catch. I mean, it really was one of the catches of the day. Oh, I there thought. we are. The catch of the
3: day is one of the Saracens boys, a kind of flyer, mm. wasn't it?
4: Top flying
3: through the air. That was. Uh, anyway, a good bunch. And good old Nigel Ray, a good host and yeah. a lovely fella. Good and they raised a load it? of money. Yeah, well done to David, David English. Yeah, well done to David. And everybody pulled it together. It was. Uh, great fun
4: as always. Just because I can't raise my arms.
3: Up. <laughs> yeah, now you found today. <laughs> my You can't so show us out. Show the boys and girls that oh. <laughs> he can't raise them above his head. It's basically, doing an aeroplane impression. Yeah, that's it. Because you're working a shoulder. muscle
4: group. Yeah, that I haven't usually. Haven't there you've for about w- two not years. worked
3: for a long time because you'd not bowled. So I mean, it was a sensational return—three wickets in two overs. Fingers no, of the no, day for no, a man actually, who hasn't bowled for two. Yeah, two and years. I played
4: in that sort of game last year, charity game last year, and, and again I took a wicket yeah. in the first over. It's something uh, I've just got this ability to do this. I don't know what it is, well, but you don't fancy getting on the train and Notting, you? Really? <laughs> I don't mind. Although they're few and far between, you, we understand. Have you got your? I was there when Harry scored in August. T-shirt—they're about to bring them out. Well, I'm,
3: yeah, I mean they're bound to be bringing them out very soon. Yeah, we were chuffing him because he did the bar and he'd, he'd kind of fallen over his own feet earlier on in the half he'd, he'd sort of picked up where he left off last week just slightly off it but as, mm. as the game wore on um, yeah and he deserved his goal he took it very well little pinpoint one in the corner it's a funny game my one because Tottenham could have been two up Lucas Moore had a header he missed and one mm. he'd been miscontrolled in a one-on-one with the keeper And it it could have been two, three nil before Fulham got going. But as I said to Jim, I think I think they're going to be fine. You look at you know you see what you made of Fulham. No, you you kind of feel there's enough quality about them. Once those players settle in, they're not doing too bad considering Mm. how many players they've bought. I don't know. They'll probably be sort of twelfth, anything between a sort of twelfth and, and fifteenth. I mean, no, they're not going to win it, no. but they'll be, they're going to survive. They'll be absolutely. I, I think fine. they
4: will too. But there's a lot to be said. Eddie Howe's right. He was saying you're talking about continuity. Spurs have got continuity this mm. year. It's about what anybody says. Bournemouth have as well. They've only bought one or two players, and there's a lot to be said there because it takes time to assimilate new style, new yeah. players. And although, I mean, we were we saw a wonderful game. It was not like 1999. It was like the old Viali. It was bullet. mad, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it was just fun. You know, it was it. Was, I mean, would you say said that it. if you'd lost well the thing is I am I am in a sort of patient mood I mean, you, you, everyone thinks uh, I'd be upset at the fact man gave away folks. two goals no because I think he's right I think first of all I can see the signs of what he's trying to do and I really like it and the players obviously like it yeah. and it's just going to take time They the first 20 minutes they absolutely drilled Arsenal I thought and then after that you know, 15 minutes before the Arsenal could have scored three, four, five yeah. goals they could have done, and they should have done, really. The one that yeah. I can't I still can't... The other ones were sort of regulation misses, but the first Aubameyang miss, uh, that's one of the It's like Roger Davis, <coughs> it's one of the worst mm. misses. Honestly, my wife, or the kids that come on at half time and yeah. n- knock it past Stanford when he pretends to sort of fall over and everything... They could have scored that. I know it was a shocker. It was a shocker, end. absolute yeah. shocker. And he's a good player, of course he is. So it was a surprise. I, I think Gwendausi. To be fair to Matt Scott, he pointed out what a good player he mm. is. I think Arsenal got a really good player there. I was very impressed with him. Yeah, I did. I thought they. You know, and again, I can see Arsenal. You know, I, th- I think you'll find they'll beat West Ham this week. I think they'll mm. beat a lot of teams. I don't think they'll beat many of the top five. The, the other, the no, other no. top six. So it's going to be a bit difficult, but you know. Tonight is fascinating because I think, as whatever you feel about Liverpool and whatever you, think the league needs Liverpool to be strong mm. because City are so clearly. Yeah, they, yeah. There's a brilliant piece by Dave Kid this morning. He was describing going to the City game yesterday and saying it's not really like sport. Because, no tension, isn't it? Because sport means that, that you know you don't know exactly how that might turn out. Well, having said that, last year Huddersfield got
3: a draw against them. You didn't think that was going to happen again, mm. and that was quite an odd choice for tally game because
4: it was always going to be they a just bit of a round got so much they've got the, they've got the best manager they've got the best squad yeah, you know, it's going to be difficult. I mean, the bench. Look at the bench. That's oh, no, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. unbelievable, and that's without De Bruyne. No. Marty's
3: going to join us. He was at West Ham. Um, we'll look at some of the other big stories. We may touch on Josie. I think we're duty bound to today. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's no, following a... the pattern that you've witnessed. That was the, I've seen that game a that lot. That was the kind of um, <laughs> yeah. can we get him out performance. It was. So, what United fans? Are, I'm, I'm slightly reticent because Spurs could get the backlash mon- next Monday, because that's it's all it on the night? telly. Yeah,
4: I. Uh, that's a vital game. I think if they lose that, then I think there'll be problems, big mm. problems,
3: quickly. Well, uh, yeah, you witnessed a bit of this at Chelsea. But anyway, we'll get the mm. thoughts of Motti a little bit later on. Dave Gorman's going to be here. Uh, Dave's on tour, he'll be telling us about that. Um, he's a Liverpool fan, as is. Tom Kitchen, the chef, he's on his way to Sellers Park tonight. We'll be catching up with uh, him as well. Um, I just saw this interview there. They, obviously, they, 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 I don't know if it's a club thing. He said, I'm... Um, Jürgen Klopp being interviewed, there's sort of a red curtain behind him. I'm expecting Eric Morecambe's <laughs> head to pop out from behind <laughs> it. Very weird. You're, you're so yeah. used to seeing a massive board of sponsors' names on the back. So when you suddenly see a manager with a red curtain behind there. It's quite old. Um I, I was interested to hear from the listeners today. Have you ever been called on to be... I mean, you know, today, they're very lucky England that Johnny Bairstow's got injured and Josh Butler's out there. Mm. He's there as a, as a specialist batsman. And so he can just get behind mm. the stumps. Mm. Yeah. Aren't he really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so that helps. But you know, so often in a game of cricket, you don't have a backup. You don't have another wicket keeper no. ready to well, play. It's a bit like
4: you've made all your substitutions and the yeah. goalie gets injured. Like John Terry had to in go goal against Reading that day. That exactly. Show he got injured. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so let's
3: cool. hear from you, listeners. Have you ever been that? Because it's a specialist position, isn't it? I mean, mm. wicket keeper in some ways, as a goalie, you, you can't get away with it. That's not fair, you know. But. You know, you know the basics. But wicketkeeper is a very specialist position. There might be been people who listening this it's afternoon. It's right
4: if you're standing back. It's only yeah. standing up to spin, slow yeah, rolling. That's bench, right, standing right much, behind much the stumps. The Hawksby and
0: Jacobs daily podcast from and
3: um, There's not many people who can beat a record set by Mo Farah whilst in a sack. But our next guest has mm. it, Andy. Is that right?
4: He has. He's uh, Stephen Wildish. Yes, and uh, he really takes this seriously. He's uh, well, why would he? Well, you know, because it's not really a proper event. <laughs> well, you can take that up with and I've him. And i have no idea now. if there's any money in it. You can take that up that, with him.
3: Who knows? Hi, Stephen.
4: Hi. <laughs> not really <laughs> a
1: proper event. Well, it's not.
4: You know, it's not an Olympic sport, is it?
1: It's well, it's right not and at right the right. moment.
4: As If you
3: keep, I running. think it
1: should be an Olympic sport. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. So. um... How did you get into sack running? How did you decide the best way for you to travel two hundred meters was to do it not by actually moving your
1: legs? <laughs> uh, it's something I've always done, really. It's um, I, I was unbeaten at school, so I kind of kept on kept on doing it since then. Uh, and I saw Mo Farah's record and thought I could beat that, and I did.
4: You did beat it, though. At first, your first attempt was thwarted when the uh, Guinness people uh, uh, decided that your sack was too small, if you'll pardon the My sack
1: was <laughs> way too small, unfortunately. Yeah, they inspected my sack, and it was... Um, wow. Low-minded. What's
4: the... Let's, let's not go
3: down this route. Uh, <laughs> but <let's>, we know <laughs> what we're talking about here. So, well, what, why was it too small? I mean, is there a kind of... Is there an actual size that's seen as there kind is. of Olympic standard?
1: There is it's fifty kilograms uh fat. It's got to hold fifty kilograms of potatoes. Hmm. So uh, yeah. So, so the, the sack.
4: So this time you went for the two hundred meter record and what was your what was your time that, that set the record? Uh,
1: so Guinness uh, wanted me to do it in under one minute thirty and I did it in one minute and four seconds.
4: Wow, way. What's what's the trick of it? Because you, I suppose you, is it sort of a bit like a, a geisha girl. You've got a sort of you can't move too. Is that comparison been made before a geisha girl. <laughs> Well, you know, that sort of... Do a lot of white powder makeup, <laughs> Japanese style of... Well, because you can't move your, your legs too much, can you? Sort of taking I'll your, take it you're
3: hopping, you're sort of... You're, it's got to be jumping, yeah. Jumping. No, it's yeah. hopping. Yeah. You don't do short-step yeah. walking in a sack. <laughs> well, I, have no I think idea. you'd fall over, Andy. <laughs> yeah, I go and get you a sack of the, <laughs> A, of a lot of people so, have wanted me yeah. to get yeah. a sack. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely get you the sack. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's because it has to be jumping. It's the only way to do it. I do love the idea of Andy, very, very short-step walking like a geisha. So you're
4: basically jumping for 200 meters hmm. so That's you have, to, you have, right, to, be, you have yeah. to be quite fit for that but i did read that you 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 take the sack into the gym and you practice on a treadmill which is which suggests you are sort of running yeah uh, yeah
1: well no jumping on the treadmill yeah God, i can't sack. do it long.
4: good, <laughs> but, they <don't, laughs> but they love you at the gym <laughs> yeah yeah
1: <laughs> they don't you, mind if you're doing that uh, they, it's been mentioned to not do that. Yeah. Oh, right. Really? I was going to say, you would get a few
3: yeah. looks, wouldn't you? I mean, the audio also the idea when you went in there for your in, induction, you know, and you're saying, well, <laughs> this is the running machine, and I've just got to go and get me sack uh, before we start, really. <laughs> wow. So, look, it's, um, I, I mean, do you get a great deal of competition? How many other people do this to to your standard? Uh, no one. No. So <laughs> I've,
1: I've, <laughs> I am the only one. I've asked for other people, but no one, mm. no one seems to want to do it. So. Wow. If anyone wants to um, challenge me for the four hundred meters, I'm up okay. it. Sure.
4: I'd like I'd like Mo to come down. But... Oh yeah. So are, are you in the book? Are you in the
1: Guinness Book of Records? I'm yet to see. It comes out soon, so oh, OK. Well, well, yes, only nice you, you in.
3: What's yeah. left? I mean, would you do a? Could you do a sack marathon? Have you ever thought about that? Or is that is that a bit too much?
1: I think hmm. I'm more of a sprint person. Oh okay. Marathon, but, Fair enough. Yeah, I think the short distances.
3: Is... What about sixty meter hurdles? Have you? Have you ever continued? <laughs> That might be a bit much, <laughs> mightn't it, really? I imagine.
1: Over. I'll go for those small hurdles, Yeah, yeah that's
3: fine. <laughs> well, it's not it's very impressive. I just I'd never knew anybody who did this to this kind of stat. And it all came from just being good in the old sack race at school, good was sack, it as simple yeah. as that, really?
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: Well, so what a great loss you were to the world of egg and spoon, because that that, that, <laughs> yeah. that one What about a three legged race, Div? And I imagine that's it a does. different it's a different technique
1: though, isn't it, really? Were you only really good at that? Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, so those records for the three-legged and egg and spoon, but um, I'm not going to go for those just yet. No. Okay. Well, look,
3: mm. keep keep specialising. See with... him with the old beanbag on his head. It's oh, three- the beanbag! Yeah. <laughs> Do with the beanbag on yet. It really <laughs> will take us back, very old school. <laughs> very helpful. Uh, well done, Stephen. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Stephen Wildish there, record oh, yeah. breaker here on Talk Sport, broke uh, Mo Farah's uh, record over 200 metres. Although Mo Farah, to be honest, not really a 100-metre runner, is he? <laughs> not really. So if he broke, Usain uh, yeah, Bolt's
4: record over 100 metres, it might have I been different. I reckon if uh, Mo Farah could beat me over 100 metres in a sack, and I'm not in the sack. I think he could. But yeah. I just uh, let's try
3: that technique, Andy. Me jumping, we'll get a couple of sacks in. Me jumping... Yeah. And you using very small steps like a geisha girl. And let's see who gets uh, falls on their face first. Well, that's good. We should point out that we didn't give him a mention. I feel bad now because um our old mate Harry the Fish, one of the chief organisers oh, yeah. of the Bunbury's, got a spectacular wicket at the end,
4: didn't he? Tremendous. Last ball of the day. And it, we had to use technology because the, he was caught on the boundary. Yeah. And basically the the batsman didn't want to go. And I I wasn't sure, but... Keith the There was some talk
3: that our fielder had stepped over the yeah, boundary, but but
4: he he photographed it, and then we all, we checked his camera, and it was all fine. Yeah, so he the, hadn't stepped no, over no, the line. So started. we used it. Never mind
3: VAR. We used cool. we used. A bit of old still photography to prove a point. Perry,
4: Perry Groves is very funny though because he normally keeps wicket. Yeah, but he let uh, John Salako keep wicket yesterday, yeah. and, but basically just sledged him the whole yeah, time. Yeah, sledged his own player. <laughs> telling him how useless he was. At one point he said, "I'm going to get my. I'll go and get my gloves and all this <laughs> stuff." And then, you know, this bloke, this batsman, was playing really well, left hand, who's excellent. Yeah, and uh, he turned around to Perry and said, well, "What's the form here?" He was quite posh bloke. He said, "Should I, should I get out and let somebody else have a go? Or should I just carry on?" Then Perry. No, no, you, you, the thing is, you get out. You have to slice the ball up in the
0: air. That's exactly what he did. <laughs> <laughs> Very so happy. It's a piece of work, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, there's no question. Yeah. yeah. Hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns.
1: Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you.
0: Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale.
1: The most important thing is what? Sorry.
0: The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelised bingus of the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be
1: fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds
2: important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.
5: Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/host.
2: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans.
3: You're listening to the Hawksby
4: and Jacobs
5: Daily Podcast.
4: Um, uh, now it's very interesting yeah. on on Saturday, the Mail on Sunday reporter. I don't know if this, is you know, sometimes subs put the people's names in, and the, the name wasn't available. But this guy's called Amitai Winehouse. So if you short his name? He's Ami Winehouse. Oh wow! Okay, it's a strange thing. Isn't it is. It? Yeah, yeah. He's the
3: writer, uh, is he? He's the author, well, he's the, the journalist.
4: He was the reporter, yeah, oh, okay. the writer right. at the game. So. Why do they
3: call him that? I've got no
4: idea. No idea. <laughs> yeah, we still at all. don't
3: know whether Charlie Daniels at Bournemouth has been called. Stormy yet, well, well, I'd he like, should. I'd like to think Do
4: uh, Did you see that Rod Stewart wrote to the Moose? A I know, le- I saw it. Very nice letter. email, yeah. Isn't that a very nice email? Sort of, you know, quite d- reasonable. Yeah, it's online, go and check
3: it out as, uh, at Top mm. Sports uh, on, on Twitter, and yeah, Roddy was very reasonable, wasn't he? He said, look, don't ever go at us, and he made all the very sound reasons why you have to put uh, what goes on in Scottish football into perspective in terms of money, and mm. uh, generated from TV, etc., and said, but no hard feelings, mate. Give my love to everybody at TalkSport. It was
4: very nice. Yeah, very nice. reasonable. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's um, a very early Christmas sprout shortage story. Oh, yeah. Uh, in one of the papers this morning. They have gone and, early. Uh, I know. And there's even, very helpfully, a photo of a Brussels sprout, as if you didn't know what it <laughs> looked <Brussels> like. A Brussels <laughs> sprout yesterday. Is that yeah. the caption? He is killing Christmas fave. Yeah. Isn't it, there's a photo of a sprout. Oh, oh. It's tremendous, <laughs> isn't it? It's great. <laughs> they didn't even bother captioning it. And uh, the late Mike Dickin had this theory about, he was a great broadcaster, but he had this theory about scientists wasting time, mm. wasting money and wasting time. Here's a classic that he would have loved. Yeah. This is basically some scientists in America yeah. studied, the I mathem- guess, MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. How to break a strand of spaghetti in two. Mm. Uh, because apparently, if you just try and break it, it always breaks in three. Oh, okay. And and they devised, after a lot of scientific a way of doing it. What's the point? <laughs> really? I
3: imagine they did it in the, They do a lot of good work there. They must have. Maybe they did that in their downtime.
4: <laughs> I don't know.
3: Maybe there was a quiet evening. They just had a couple of beers and one. It, it thought was they'd, to do with the snapback
4: effect, if you're interested. It brilliant.
3: Uh, Yannick <laughs> Bellassi for <laughs> Borough. Yeah, he yeah. says he's short of players. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Uh, really? But the idea, if you think. What we've got rid of in a Dharma Triori is an incredibly unpredictable winger. <laughs> Who should we bring in next? <laughs> the thing is, though, Yannick Balassi when he's on it, and yeah, kind I think of felt he's for got him. a bit more. In bright, no, he has. No, he definitely has. And he's, I he he's was, not been the same since the no, injury. No, since though. the injury, he's just got to try and work his way back in. So that could be a good. That could be a good move for him. So uh, he's a good lad. He came in here,
4: didn't he, when he was at Palace, and uh, he's a lovely fella So we wish him well. And there was a good. Uh, you had to feel a bit for Gary Neville yesterday because I mean, you know, I Appalling, weren't they? Mm. And at one point, Martin Tyler was talking about Glen Murray, and he said to him, "He said to Gary, Glen, well, Glen uh, Murray, looking for a career in the media. Yeah, when he finishes, does he's going to do Monday Night Football with Carrot tonight, does he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he yeah. knows he's going to get it. He's certainly going to get it.' Um, well done to everybody
3: uh, at uh, Charlton. Mm. Uh, Lewis Page, their defender, <laughs> has been given a number three <laughs> shirt. So, of course, Page three on the back of his shirt. And uh, there's a, a uh, Harry Winks. you, you Number 40, you You're sitting is. there waiting for <laughs> it. We all know that, but he never went for it, did he? I can't understand He decided it. not to go for it. But and obviously
4: Lewis Page you know, has Wol- seen the You know, we have side. got this player Gianni. And Gianni Sarko is his full name, but last week the commentator said, here's Gianni. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh nice. no, not really. <laughs> One for the uh, shining fans. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Paul Clement,
3: much- I wasn't massively impressed with Reading's performance the other day. And the team were booed off. And he mm. said in the press conference afterwards, I felt like booing myself. Imagine that. <laughs> that would
4: be good. Imagine
3: that. The manager standing just <laughs> on the side. He shook hands with the other manager. And the Reading players file past. And Paul Clemens going, Boo! <laughs> I think it would be good. <laughs> it would be amazing, wouldn't it? Not saying anything to them, just yeah. booing them. I mean, it would be sobering, wouldn't it? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Jose's thinking, just booing them, right? Just he's, <laughs> he's written that in pencil somewhere. He was in incredibly, mind. Uh, he was incredibly
4: on. sporting with uh, Chris Hewton yesterday, and he was incredibly analytical and reasonable after the match. But mm. it, you, you just think, oh, I don't know, it's, it's just gone so wrong there.
3: Uh, Johnny Bairstow's fractured his finger. Yes, yeah, yeah, so that's, we heard been that. Confirmed, yeah, actually,
4: yeah. We, yeah, so he won't bat and he won't play probably again in this series. So that's a bit of a problem for England because their batting is pretty terrible. So uh, especially the sort of that, you know. With top order. I mean, the point I made to you about... I've got nothing against Keaton Jennings. I think he's a good player, but... It's just not happening for him at this level, and once again he failed. And like I said to you, you might as well play Wokes. You might as well, you know, because there's no point. This guy's incapable of getting between more than 20, you know, between 10. Well, and he's 20. not incapable of it.
3: He wouldn't be a test batsman. Opening well, he's otherwise.
4: not. He is capable of it. Is he? It.
0: He's just apart not from that first
4: yet. innings he ever played. I don't think he is capable of it. Not to me. Well, we'll see what he does in the second inning. You've right. got this new theory in sport that says you might as well stick somebody else there as yeah. who will get this to you no, no. Put
3: to... Chris Wokes there. He'll get 10
4: runs funny <laughs> I didn't realise he was Mark Eilert's son, and I was standing next to his parents, which I also didn't realise. And he came on and he went f- 6 6 4, his first three balls. And I went, Well, I could do that. That's rubbish. And of course, they weren't <laughs> happy about it. It was their grandson. Oh, and so well, how did I know? C- well, you know, you shouldn't be bad mouthing <laughs> people because there's always a chance, isn't it?
3: That's what. Anyway, we That's mentioned goes, earlier yeah. on, Josh Butler has gone in as an emergency wicket keeper, which is no big deal because he's a wicket keeper. Hmm. But. Uh, had um, Josh Butler not been out there, we were just chatting about this, David Spence and Ollie Pope could probably do it. But you'd be yeah. up against it, wouldn't you? Yeah. So have you ever been called upon to be the emergency keeper, the emergency wicket keeper? Um, oh, Andy Leg wore 11 for Notts County, says one of the listeners. <laughs> yeah. that's, see, that's a bit of a sense of humour. That's what we yeah. need. Thank you for that. Didn't put his name on it. During a Sunday league game back in the late 90s, our only keeper got injured in the warm-up. I was our centre forward but it was decided I'd go in goal during the warm up I saved everything that my teammate threw at me and was quietly confident we lost 9-1 mm. says uh, Chris Gonzalez and Scott Sampson says I was asked to play in goal for a game when I was 16 as our keeper was playing for the county side uh, dived at a striker's feet three minutes in and broke my wrist uh, we only had the bare 11, so I had to play the rest of the game at left-back with my arm flopping around like a T-Rex. <laughs> what a lovely image. <laughs> Scott, thank you very much for that. <laughs> so have you been called upon in a specialist position in sport, um, goalkeeper, wicketkeeper, whatever it was, talksport.com have you been a goalkeeper in the hurling want to hear from someone who's done that mad job the most dangerous job in sport let us know talksport.com forward slash H&J text to 81089 or tweet to
4: TSH&J there was a, a thing in the paper this morning about the size of new build homes in Britain Wow. and are uh, getting smaller and smaller mm. for obvious economic reasons and uh but it had two brilliant sporting measurements that i've never seen before the typical new home for sale in around 20 british cities is a quarter the size of a tennis court oh yeah See that gives you an idea nice it's it? a nice sport never seen that and this one um a typical property for sale and bedrooms are just 7.6 square meters not much bigger than a large snooker table <laughs> There you go. So we do like. A Why do they always use sporting? Sport? It's usually an Olympic-sized pool yeah. or a football pitch. That's an officially accepted measurement. But I think these are is. two new ones. I've never seen those before right there very exciting are. for me thank you <laughs> thank you Andy and George uh, finally George Ezra did you see that story yeah. oh yeah he was yeah. on stage I didn't see that story no but he was I'm, on stage I'm, I'm familiar with his work oh he's great I like him and he was on stage oh, yeah. and uh, they said to him uh, it was in France they said the French national champion pole vaulter would like to leap over you while you're singing he wants to come and you know do a pole vault and he'll fly across the stage <laughs> And he said, that's a bit of a bit of an odd act. <laughs> no, he said. No, he said. I, I don't think that's a good idea. But then he thought. Afterwards, he thought. Had I really considered it, I would have gone with it. <laughs> what, George Ezra? Yeah, no, George Ezra wasn't going to pole vault across the stage. <laughs> no, I know <laughs> that. So, no French national champion. So you're
3: doing a gig in France, and yeah. you're, and you just uh, and the, the, the yeah. idea was that at some point in the set, <laughs> yeah. maybe during one of the hits, one of his hits, this yeah. bloke would
4: suddenly Paradise, pole vault so, over him.
3: Yeah, but that kind of takes the folk. It kind of kill the <laughs> song, wouldn't it? Really. <laughs>
4: This is slightly pointless, I agree. You're, you're, you're on tenterhooks for the whole <laughs> set, thinking when's
3: the pole vault coming on. You
4: shouldn't have to worry about that at a gig, should you? <laughs> Not really, no. no. That's well, a bizarre story. Well, I know, but it you know, had a bit of sport in it, so I thought I'd bring it to you. Yeah, well, thank you very much. You're good. Uh, we're talking to Michael
3: Calvin about his book, State of Play, kind of state of the nation of the game as it stands in 2018. And uh, you spoke to some pretty big hitters along the way uh, in, in different parts of the book, Stephen Gerrard and, and, and Deli Alley as well.
5: Yeah, I, I um, used Ellie in a chapter um, looking at the the, the modern footballer. Um, when you actually get through the, the the barriers that are erected around these guys, they're, they're just as you expect them. You know, a normal you know kid who's come up through a working class background. Obviously, he's had quite difficulties with his family, which are well documented. But he's a very very impressive young man, and I've seen him. I was literally standing with with uh, Carl Robinson when he came over as a sixteen year old and he said that um, the scholars he was a scholar um, uh, we 're doing our coaching badge level two in the dome do we mm. have to go and, and, and Carl said, "No, this is your job now you're with me so that was the sort of the, the genesis of him as a as, as a footballer mm. now he's this sort of you know, global star, and you know he's got his own clothing range and everything else but the the boy himself remains. Almost not the same because you're always affected by by fame, and I I, I used um, you know, the the death of a of a mutual friend to actually illustrate the humanity of the young player. You know, who if you judge him by some of the headlines, he's a bit fickle, and you know there have been recurring some sort of issue you know issues about you know, social issues and things like that. But actually, uh, the there was a guy called um, Simon Edwards who was a behavioural specialist who worked with the, um, the the team at Milton Keynes. Fantastic man. Um, and I'd, I'd spent quite a bit of time, he came around my house for a day uh, when I was doing a previous book, No Hunger in Paradise, about young players. Just mm. get an idea of the psyche of them. And uh, he'd been diagnosed with terminal cancer three and a half years previously. Didn't tell anyone. Uh, the prognosis was that he would live for a year. And in January of this year, he called Carl Robinson uh, to tell him the news. And uh, Delhi and Benecafobe, um went to the hospice to basically say farewell to hmm. Simon, who'd helped. Uh, Simon had helped Delhi because he was having some difficulties sleeping. Um, so he just basically well, he sat on the end of the bed and talked about. His life as a footballer, you know his ambitions for the rest of his life, and there was a real human connection between um you know a wonderful man who was in his last days and hours mm. and this young man who's got the world at his feet and his life before him, and that proved to me that okay, you know the modern footballer is surrounded by you know there are there are walls built around them by by agents by clubs by sponsors. But actually, pierce those barriers, and they're just normal kids, mm. and they're good people by and large.
4: You'd never read that, would you, in the papers? That would never. Ma- he wouldn't want it to make the papers. No, and he, know, wouldn't, he would it, it wouldn't. He wouldn't ask for it. He wouldn't ask for it. But, public. But, you know, that sort of, and you hear that all the time with players do good work and good stuff, and yeah. Yeah. but you know, that's not catching headlines.
3: The disposable nature well, but, of but math- that. Yeah, sorry, sorry, but, but yeah. that is the
5: reality of, of, of their life, and um, yeah. Andy. And I mm. think, you know, we do judge footballers as one-dimensional mm. pieces of content. Yeah, And they're not. They're living, breathing human beings. Sure. Don't
3: ask me to leave it
5: out. Here we go, then. Five questions based on last week's
3: shows. We do it every Monday, mm. Andy's. We want to keep him sharp, memory-wise. Sharp, yes. uh, I'll try and start with an easy one. We spoke to Todd Macklin, the American Sports mm. Roundup, and he was uh, telling us about a, a way that a baseball coach keeps cool in the dugout. What did he use to keep oh, cool? a
4: lettuce leaf. He puts a lettuce leaf under his cap. He certainly does. Um,
3: we spoke uh, to Andy Hall from the Sun the TV hmm. uh, critic, of a TV columnist, should I say, about uh, the new Man City um, Amazon hmm. documentary. What's it called? Oh, I
4: knew you could ask me this. It's been <laughs> everywhere. I mean, it's been everywhere. I know. Yeah. Oh
3: God. Manchester so City colon. What's the next bit? Uh, Three words. <laughs> Manchester City. Oh God, I, think I should know this. Yeah.
4: Uh, it's not up the blues, is it? <laughs> Manchester City colon up the blues. <laughs> oh, oh uh, another great season.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Adrian, tell him
3: all you know, or nothing. All or nothing. All yeah, or nothing. Yeah, oh so I no! Played, give me your Should have played a bit of uh, <laughs> a Bit of music for you. Oh, um, the FIFA have eradicated what word in the new athletics uh, athletics ethics code? <laughs> they haven't got they got an athletics code. <laughs> <laughs> Bribery. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's bribery or corruption. corruption That'll do. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't exist anymore at FIFA. No. Uh, Ian Morris chat about his new film. Um, we came in so much. What's it called? The Festival. The Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And uh, finally, a goose invaded a pitch. Where? What ground? Oh, uh,
4: yes. Is that like Frankie? I well, we might have got Adrian on that one. <laughs> hey, <laughs> even Adrian don't, don't it, ask me. Um, which oh, um, a goose came, Grimsby
3: no oh. <laughs> Grimsby uh, it's Macclesfield oh, Macclesfield yeah. the old goose ran on the pitch
4: there we are yeah, there, there even, was one Grims- I knew that all there not, was one there. at Grimsby as well they just didn't, yeah, didn't, they
3: nobody the they didn't make or the did the papers. Grimsby goose <laughs> yeah that's right well even, see you can have a got Adrian today he got four out of five <laughs> that's true <laughs> There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, unlucky. with don't ask me. Oh, just yeah, all right. or nothing. Up, up the blues would have been a perfectly good title, <laughs> yeah, up, or another great year would have been equally <laughs> as good as well. <laughs>
5: it
4: would have been a bit stupid, right? Yeah. yeah. As, if, if they made the film this year, then up it. the blues. Yes, not a great title for the film, but there you go. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Thanks for downloading us. As always, we will catch up with you tomorrow from one. Cheers, boys. Have a good evening. Thanks a lot.